Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8 p.m.s on Tuesday, 8.30 p.m.s on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and this is where we bring you the unfolding a global conspiracy. That conspiracy is the ushering in of what is known as the New World Order. The New World Order gets rid of the Old World Order after World War II, which was established and ushers in a new political, economic, and social structure. This is done through infiltration instead of invasion by the usurping of rights and freedoms and liberties around the world, especially here in the United States of America, where this firestorm, as I've been calling it for the last three years, has been happening, occurring, and been um, kind of ramping up to a uh, kind of a, an apex here. And when we talk about the firestorm event, when we talk about what's happening here in the world, um, you know, I gave some warnings. I said that we're going to start seeing signs and signals everywhere. We're going to start seeing things speed up, get quicker, 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 quicker. Um, you know, we, we potentially thought that a lot of this would have happened around the 2022 election timeframe, but it, it actually yeah. did, but it went beyond that. And now we're seeing things happen faster than you could ever imagine. And a few weeks ago we had, uh, you know, Silicon Valley bank collapse and a few other banks. And we said, Oh, this is just the, uh, the beginning and the, the regulators and Joe Biden's, uh, illegitimate regime and, uh, KJP and everybody came out and said, oh, it's, we got it all under control. It's okay. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Janet yelling, it's got to be okay. Jerome Powell, it's going to be okay. The banks are, banks are looking good. Oh, Joe Biden, the banks, the banks are looking, banks are looking good. And then uh, all of a sudden, first, uh, first Republicans take it over by the government, sold to J.P. Morgan Chase for pennies on the dollar. And uh, next thing you know, oh, wada bing, wada boom, and the stock market's crashing down, and all the banks are losing 20 to 30 percent. And uh, like I said, this is just the beginning. And so we are coming into what we could call the economic firestorm event. And it's not going to be the prime focus of tonight's discussion. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. There's there's some news to get to, um, but you know we can talk about a lot of various topics tonight. One of those is going to be the economic firestorm event, what you can do to prepare yourself, and what you can start looking at in the sense of your, your everyday life. Because here's the thing. At the Red Bill Project, we'd rather be prepared for the worst than not be. Prepare for the worst, expect the best. And that's the motto that we've had since the beginning. But we understand that things could get bad. Things could get shitty for a long time due to this conspiracy being driven by people like Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, by the world governments that are colluding together to undermine the rights, the freedoms, and liberties of human beings around the planet, especially here in the United States of America. Vince, how you doing, man? I'm good. I was just checking if I had tinnitus or if there's like some background noise but i'm doing great man it's a beautiful day to be alive i always say that because they gotta be you gotta be thankful for what you got and stay positive and that's kind of man honestly i spend a lot of energy just trying to stay busy 
stay motivated mm-hmm. and keep the ball rolling because it's crazy. We are in the middle of a firestorm event, particularly right now, the economic side. And it's crazy. And just a day, a day ago, Biden, everything's fine. Everything's good. Like you said, one day later, the VIX, the volatility market index is up 20% just in the morning time. All the market. Yeah. All the banks are crashing 30%, some 30 up to 30% or maybe even more. I didn't check the end of the day, but Holy smokes, dude. Well, you know, it started tanking in the after hours. What? Bud Light. Uh. Anheuser-Busch's <laughs> stock started tanking. So they have, um, so Anheuser-Busch is not being able to recover right now. And right now, bars and, and retailers are rejecting their beer. They're trying to give it away for free. They're I offering it. it to people for free because I, they cannot sell it. Now, I saw two different stickers on Bud Light on the internet. And one of them said 50% off. And another one said for rectal use only. And I don't think either one is good for sales. Well, their their earnings come out on uh, Friday or sorry, Thursday, Thursday. Ooh, so we okay. should see some fireworks with their stock before that. Probably tomorrow you're going to see about I would I would suggest tomorrow you're going to be you're going to see investors begin to drop the stock because it's a day before the earnings call and anticipation, especially with the numbers that we're seeing a 26% drop in the last week's profit earnings. We know the last month has been horrendous for them. Uh, 50% drop in uh, revenue, and it's not it's not coming back up. That's the problem for them. And so I think that uh, you're going to see investors begin to drop them the next day, day and a half before the earnings call on Thursday. And they probably release it tomorrow afternoon, like 4 o'clock, because that's usually how Thursday earnings come out. So it's going to be interesting, and that coincides as well with the FOMC meeting, so with the Federal Reserve. So I think tomorrow is a rough day for the stock market. Do you think that it'll be reflected on their – It'll be reflected on in their earnings, what they've lost so far, or do you think they might be able to fudge it and push it out? No, so it would be calculated for last quarter. So okay. absolutely 100%, it's going to be uh, it, iterated within this earnings report. You'll, you I will, will say, see this information there. I wouldn't be surprised if they pumped it tomorrow, though, because from just a purely non-political investment standpoint, it is on sale, technically, right? If you think about it. <laughs> well, it is on sale. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is on sale. I can guarantee you that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, where can we, where can we look at a better time, right? Of pessimism to make money. It, and this is, goes yeah. out to everybody out there who understands and are savvy with the markets is that it's at the times of greatest pessimism where you can make money. And if you understand how the, what I call the market dynamic operates, we are moving into one of the best periods in history to where you could invest a few hundred dollars, a few thousand dollars, and easily 10, 20, 30, 100 X your money within this market that's coming. But you have to wait till all this stuff comes about. Now, interesting enough, Vince, you know, Mm -hmm. since like October, November, 2020, I've been calling this the firestorm event. Yeah. Almost three years now, right? And uh, just uh, this year, during the uh, the World Economic Forum's annual Davos meeting, they came out and named this the Poly Crisis. Yeah, and I'm like, huh? The Poly? That's that's what I've been saying. Oh my god! Like, Same definition. They're, yeah, uh, they're 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 confirming what I've been saying, and it's interesting because I watched this TV show on Amazon Prime, and it's called The uh, Peripheral, and it's it's modeled after the book series The Jackpot. And the jackpot is a series of events that coincide within human history that 
one after another all partake. And basically it comes with war, famine, economic collapse, water wars, civil wars, and it basically, and then climate change and it collapses society. Um, it's a great series. Check it out on Amazon okay. prime. It's a great book series, Cool, but it was what they call that is the jackpot. Now I said, oh, they're going to do a jackpot. And I, this is before I, I've been saying Firestorm before that. And I'm like, that's the Firestorm. That's the that's the Firestorm. And then all of a sudden they come out and say Polycrisis. I'm like, oh, my God, this is they're really they're really going to do this. They're like really pushing this. Oh, now, yeah. I found this video and I talked about it on the Dark Delight show this morning. And I'm like, I found this and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, why didn't anybody ever think about it? Why hasn't anybody ever said anything about this? Okay. Polycrisis? Well, it, it has to deal with that. It has to do with okay. global warming. Global okay. Maybe yeah. I played this last night. Did I play this last night with the Neil deGrasse Tyson? No. Okay. So think about this. The biggest threat that we've been hearing in the sense of global warming is the warming of the temperatures are going to melt the polar ice caps. Yeah. Right? It's one of the As things the polar say. ice caps melt the sea levels will rise, correct? That's what they say. Watch Neil, DeGra Neil deGrasse Tyson, Mr. Um, consensus Science himself, and listen to what he has to say here. That's why you can do this experiment. It's really cool. Fill up your glass, put some, a few cubes of ice in a glass of water. Fill the glass up as much as you possibly can without spilling it. And the ice is bobbing above that level, okay? Because ice is about 10% buoyant on that. About 10% of an ice cube will be lifted above. So do this experiment and then let the glass sit there and let the ice melt. And the water level will stay the same. Because when ice melts it gets takes up lower volume than it was when it became ice. Boom. So when ice melts, the ice actually expands the volume of water. So the ice caps right now have expanded the volume of the ocean. So as they melt, what's actually going to happen is sea levels will lower. Maybe. It's an interesting theory. No, one it's counter not a theory. That, that's, that's science. Well, one counter argument would be that there is ice on the surface of land as well that will run off into the water. But Okay, I, I get, I, okay I'll give you that one. Volumetrically that speaking, one. I wonder... What the ratio is between water and ice if i had like one square cube or one uh i'll give you that one but but is that what we're seeing no i don't we haven't seen look at plymouth rock that sits right <laughs> just the, about to say look at plymouth rock yeah man it's been sitting right there in the tide right at the shoreline forever it's not happening well and, and did you see the video of the founder of the weather channel yeah. So the founder of the weather, the original founder of the weather channel, not the CEO of the weather channel, the founder of the weather channel, as well as the original founder of Greenpeace are both climate science scientists. And they've came out and said, zero, zilch, nada, evidence of climate change. It's not happening. In the last nine years on planet Earth, we've seen zero degrees of warming. It's not happening. And what happens is they take all this information in from data centers around the world and they manipulate the data to yeah. align with their agenda. And we've talked about this atmospheric carbon dioxide versus surface level carbon dioxide. And global warming actually derives from uh, atmospheric carbon dioxide. Makes sense because it's got to hit the atmosphere, have a lensing effect. Now, surface level carbon dioxide doesn't necessarily go into the atmosphere. And atmospheric level carbon dioxide has not increased ever since we've been measuring it. 
never increase. Surface level carbon dioxide has because it concentrates within the cities. And guess where the majority of the sensors are? Within the massively populated areas. Yeah, dude. It's a case of data manipulation, poor sensors, because look at the charts. Look at the data. Really analyze this climate change data that they use to support these wild theories of, the you know, we're going to get massive flooding on the coasts. Meanwhile, Obama and everyone else are buying property and, and banks are paying, you know, giving loans. But never mind that. They say we're going to have flooding. They say it's going to affect the tides, that the ocean is going to go stagnant because of these temperature changes. If you look at the data they reference, they look at like 100 years of data and they use things like dendro, dendro, whatever, the study of tree rings and just inaccurate ways to measure. Even with modern data, the rate of error for what they're saying, they're like, oh, you know, a fraction of a degree. And you look at what they measured it with. Look at that margin of error it's just you can throw them into the trash it's garbage data it's misleading it's fake news and this is what science is now fake news it's sad i want to do i want to get better at understanding this type of data and stuff because scientists they aren't doing their jobs and you look at a peer-reviewed study no no they are doing their garbage their jobs are what they get paid to do so they are oh, absolutely doing their jobs there you go and, and people have to look at it like this is when government is producing grants to universities, to academia, for billions of dollars, let's say it's a, a billion dollar grant for 10 years, right, to provide this level of research. Do you think that the scientists working on that for the university are going to go out there and resolve this problem within a year? Absolutely not. There's no reason they would. They want the whole billion dollars to come into them. And, and universities have made massive amounts of profits hand over foot the last 20 years it's been pretty outstanding yeah that's what it's all about man it's always corruption yep. and money and guys don't forget we do have the battle of the streams going on this is between d live pilled rumble and facebook uh much appreciated for all the donations that are coming in this does help keep us alive we are 100 user funded like yourselves uh, you guys can support us through a multitude of different ways. The Battle of Streams, we have uh, Cash App, we have cryptocurrency, we have subscriptions on our platform. Uh, one of the best ways is just like, share, comment, follow, those types of things. They're free and easy to do, as well as using any of our sponsors that we have. They are listed on redpills.tv. That is our website, and I'll share one of them here in a little bit. <clears throat> All right, let's go to the real world. James Bond. Let's go listen to Klausy Schwab. Let's listen to Klaus Schwab in what he has to say. Dr. Kissinger, our time, uh, our satellite time is running out. What wonderful opportunity to conclude our week here with such uh, concrete proposals and ideas of how we can really create, I would say, a new world order. Dr. Kissinger. A new world order. I would say new world order. But that's a conspiracy, Vince. The new world order? That's a conspiracy. That's not real. It's hey, what going. happens when you say the quiet part out loud? Yuval Noah Harari, Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, says yeah. the quiet part out loud. Let's listen to this. As you surf the internet, as you watch videos or check your social feed, the algorithms will be monitoring. The algorithm tracks your eye movements, your blood pressure, your brain activity, and tells you who you are. Now imagine the situation in 10 or 20 years 
when an algorithm can tell any teenager exactly where he or she is on the gay-straight spectrum. I think that, uh, you know, it's more or less what? because... What? what did he just say? Wow. ...can tell any teenager exactly where he or she is on the gay-straight spectrum. What the fuck just happened? The interview's over. Shut it off. No, shut it off. No, shut it off. Get the fuck out of here, Daryl. I am Marshall's publicist, and I'm telling you to pull uh, a fucking plug right no, now. this is gold. I am not cutting this interview off. This is the yeah. best interview we've ever done. I'm about to do this. All right. Did yes. he say they could tell how gay somebody is? No, he said that the algorithm in five to 20 years will tell you as a teenage boy whether you're gay, straight, or trans. So that's another way to say, <clears throat> excuse me, that's another way of saying that these algorithms will be so good at influencing you through their psychological warfare tactics that they will be able to transition anybody to any way they want or any way they wish. Get rid of the TVs, folks. Turn them off. Yep. Ugh, I almost don't want a phone anymore. I might just get a flip phone and something. I don't, I just, it's getting crazy, dude. And we're all influenced by it. We are. And, and you know, I tried, uh, I put my phone down for a little while today, which was nice. Dude. And I'm sending myself something right now because there's something I want to share with you guys. Yeah. I um, did a four hour stint without my phone today. Did you? Wow. Four hours, man. You must be going through withdrawal. That was good. Oh, I'd be like, <laughs> do you have the time? Does anybody TikTok, have the time? TikTok, 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 Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. The birds yeah. tweeting every all years. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, look, know, at, right? look at your watch and it goes TikTok, TikTok. You're like, shit. <laughs> Maybe a good like meme or yeah. um, like a short. Yeah, a guy sitting in nature and there's a bird <laughs> flying by going Twitter, Twitter. And he's looking at his watch. It's going TikTok, TikTok. And it says one hour without your phone. Seriously, you, he gets the phantom buzz in his jeans. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, one of our listeners sent me some information today, and they just said that what if there was a connection between the COVID nineteen vaccine and kind of trans people? And I said, okay, I'll look into it. Well, I started looking into it, and it's not what I found. So I didn't okay. find any relation that like there is an increase because sometimes estrogens are utilized within vaccines. But this is interesting here. Researchers found a molecular pathway that regulates the influence of sex hormones on the SARS-CoV-2 infection symptoms. Okay? So you got to remember, the spike protein from COVID-2 is the same spike protein used in the vaccine. All right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's uh, what they do, right? Yep. So okay. there's, there's an important part here. The spike protein is the most studied part of the SARS-CoV-2 virus genome because it allows the virus to enter into the cells via the antigen converting enzyme 2-ACE2. A team of U.S. and European researchers have now revealed that the spike protein modulates the location of a hormone estrogen inside cells, which could point to additional viral targets to help explain why COVID-19 has many systemic symptoms in addition to those affecting respiratory and tract. And so they found this because they were um, investigating what was happening with the changes in women's menopause, right? Okay. Now, this is where it gets interesting. A collaboration between researchers in Italy and the U.S. started and using hamster model of infection demonstrated that the interaction with a spike 
protein causes the estrogen receptor to shift from nuclear to cytoplasmatic. The spike alters the distribution of the receptor to sh- uh, uh, so the the spike alters the distribution of the receptor, but the exact way depends on the basal hormone receptor act- activation, which means if whether you're male or female. In males, where estrogen is not the main hormone, the spike action deregulates the pathway. While in females, where you have a high level of basal activation, the effect is mitigated. So it so, gives you less estrogen? There, there you go. So the spike protein latches on to the estrogens and deregulates it within men and women. Now, do you know what deregulation of estrogen does to a man? No. It makes him infertile. Oh, my gosh. They have to have a bit, right? It's a mix. It's a mix. You have to have the balance of testosterone and estrogen. So when that estrogen level drops below level, your 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 little balls can't make those little swimmers. And the same thing with females is if that balance goes out of a bunch there, their eggs become infertile. And their periods are the first sign that that is going to be the case. And what did we have throughout the whole vaccine and COVID thing? Missed periods, menopause problems, women entering menopause early. Irregular periods. Yep. And here's the thing. For those people vaccinated, that's never coming back. Because their body is a spike protein producing factory. They sterilized. Now, now also, this is this is where I was thinking about this, right? Now, they just vaccinated prepubescent children. Five, seven, eleven, twelve. Yeah. So if you have a male who's developing gonads. And all of a sudden, you have a massive decline in the amount of estrogen within their system. They're not going to fully develop into puberty. My gosh. And let me ask you this is, what was the statistic that I said 20 years ago was for people identifying as trans in the world, 1% of 1%. Currently, Gen Z, which is that 13 to 27-year-old age group, is 20%. Yeah, just about. And I bet you can correlate that directly with the amount of people also who got vaccinated. And I bet of that approximately 20% now of that generation who says they're alphabet soup people, most of them are T's or pluses. And so deregulation of estrogen within the body body would cause that. Hmm. So it's basically forced. It's forcing the beginning steps to completely not only sterilizing people, but sort of beginning this process of hormone therapy without anybody's consent. Ah, now you see where the, where it comes in hormone therapy to get you through puberty, to make you fertile. Oh, dude, the world, something. Yeah. Soy milk. Hmm. So that was my COVID stuff for the day. Gosh. And I think that it's a big one. And, and, and people, one. I sent this to Dr. Tao Braun, and I'm going to send it to Brian Artis. I'm going to have them look at this because they're way better reading research papers than I right. am. I want to make sure that what I'm saying is correct. And I'm positive that what I'm saying is correct, that it downregulates estrogen in the male and the female. And when it downregulates the male, that's a natural, um, that's a natural uh, prophylactic that basically your, your sperm production goes to almost zilch, not a zero. So 
Derek makes a good point. When could we expect to all be walking around with breasts? I don't think you got a nice. No, no, I'm not gonna go. I don't think it's that much estrogen. But once you go that far, that's how you actually start changing your physical appearance, right? It probably starts on the inside and works its way. So. As a reminder for everybody, Thursday night is our uh, After Dark Live Q&A. Thursday night, live After Dark Q&A. So keep that in mind. Uh, Tonight, I am on After Hours, AMP After Hours. You can find that at the Rumble channel. Um, Just type in AMP News in your Rumble search bar, and it should come up. Go to their actual channel. You'll see my show there sitting there ready for tonight. That is at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The topic of discussion tonight is uh, the dark occult. It's going to go- be going through the mm. modern history of the dark occult. So basically 1850, the present day in discussing the foundations of modern day um, Setian, Satanism, Luciferianism, what it really, not what it actually was or what they believe it to be, but what it's evolved into in conceptualization and kind of how the cult works in a, a various perspective so we're going to be talking a little it'll be dark and white occult i guess but we're going to be talking about the occult tonight awesome can't wait yep and yep greg bish said it's depopulation yeah, absolutely it's depopulation the the easiest way is in the next way they're going to do it is through the food and that's what we're oh, man you know i wish i had something beautiful to say on this whole topic but there's nothing that this um, is absolutely an atrocious crime that's occurring right now to humanity. And what I say is, you know, hug your children, give them a kiss goodnight tonight, and just to let them know that you love them. And that if you didn't get them vaccinated, you know, more props and, and, and more power to you. And that, uh, you know, this is a, a interesting time to be alive because standing up for truth and justice and righteousness and uh, you know, standing up to this evil in the world is a noble act. And I look upon everybody out there in this audience as a noble person who is doing the right thing because you're here, you're listening to this, you're, you're, you're spreading this information. And it, it's just absolutely, it, it is scary to think about what's actually happening in the world right now. But you know what? We will make it through it because you know what? We're human beings and we've made it through a lot more than this within our history and within our lives. And we will get through this. We will make it through this. This is only, I would say, 18 more months of this hellhole that we have to deal with these these elitists. And then we can move forth with our lives and rebuild this world in the visions that we had once dreamt of. Yeah. You know what I kind of think about when they're talking about just openly the Great Reset and all this stuff? Think to myself, you know, it's going to happen. Things, times are changing. The future will be different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's have a great reset. Let's have a great reset. And what I mean is let's control our own damn futures and reset it the way we want to benefit we the people. That's yeah. it. That's my great reset. Let's go. Well, and, and you know, it's interesting too, because the globalists are ushering in a whole new um, control grid structure. Like you heard Yuval Noah Harari talking about the algorithms. He's talking about the AIs are going to, basically social engineer our children and you and everybody else into what they want them to be. But a new WHO pandemic initiative has been launched. And this initiative uses listening, listening surveillance systems to identify misinformation and rumors. The initiative preparedness and resilience for emerge, emerging threats, PRET 
seeks to guide countries in pandemic planning while incorporating the latest tools and approaches for shared learning and collective access established during the COVID-19 pandemic. Internal documents from the United Nations Agency, however, reveal a variety of invasive tactics deployed to suppress the spread of alleged misinformation. The WHO is pushing for member states, including the U.S., to adopt these suggestions when developing or updating their respiratory pathogen pandemic plans. Module 1 of the initiative's blueprint describes how the spread of content deemed misinformation amounts to a new health threat called infodemics. Infodemic, oh, yep, yep, infodemic is an overabundance of information, accurate or not, which makes it difficult for individuals to adopt behaviors that will protect their health and their health of their families and communities. Infodemic can directly impact health, hamper the implementation of public health countermeasures, and undermine trust and social cohesiveness. The PRET document continues before identifying a variety of tactics to hamper the spread of posts contrary to mainstream public health narratives. Establish and invest in resources for social listening surveillance systems and capacities to identify concerns as well as rumors and misinformation. To build trust is important to be responsive to the needs and concerns to relay timely information and to train leaders in HCWs in risk communication principles and encourage their application. Communication be, should be tailored to the community of interest, focusing and prioritizing vulnerable groups. New tools and approaches for social listening have been developed using new technologies such as artificial intelligence to listen to population concerns such as social media, such as the platform EARS developed by the WHO, explains the PRET initiative report. So now when you start looking at things like the Restrict Act, it begins to make a lot more sense because the Restrict Act basically gives the tools to mainstream media to social media giants, to data aggregator giants, like like at Google or Microsoft Azure and Google Cloud and Amazon Cloud. It gives them the tools to implement, to listen for these things, to monitor and adapt to that information and content, directing from its source and then sending that to some type of authority, like Minority Report, that goes out there and says, hey, we, we heard that you were telling somebody that potentially hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin would be a good treatment against COVID-19. Unfortunately, that's in violation of the consensus at the CDC and federal mandates and regulations. And therefore, you are being arrested under the Patriot Act and you are no longer allowed to speak to anybody and you will be dragged away to Gitmo. That's mm. kind of where they're headed. It precisely is. They even said, regardless of whether it's true or not, just based solely on the fact that it is information, it could be uh, under scrutiny. Yep. They're like, oh, you know, it's just too much information. People can't handle it. You know, historically, humans haven't been able to handle it. And no, that's baloney. That's baloney. So that's when we start looking at this level of technology, you have to understand that this goes hand in hand with the WHO pandemic treaty, which they switched to a agreement that went from treaty to an agreement because the U.S. Constitution, which the Joe Biden's illegitimate regime actually signed us into. Now, each state is an individual sovereign nation and has the right to say no. But either way, you can know that when the next pandemic hits, and I believe it's only a matter of time until that actually happens, that that is going to be implemented. Just like during COVID-19, they had COVID-19 contact tracing. Remember the, the iPhone update that came in and said, you need to update your iPhone for contact yeah. tracing information. 
and the White House and the uh, the FBI was collecting that data. The CDC was collecting that data on you. Um, this is absolutely people are like, okay, whatever. But here's the thing: is how did that software come down to you? It didn't. Donald Trump didn't come out there and go, hey, guys, there's going to be an update that it was created by the federal government put on your iPhone that you need to update to help us, you know, flatten the curve. No, no, no. Apple said, we have this software that's being pushed to your phone. If you want to continue using your iPhone, you have to accept the software. 1.2 billion iPhone users said, okay, I do want to do the access of iPhone. Like, come on. Right? Like, then we'll be able to Twitter and TikTok. So people just blindly accepted it. And they had no idea what data was actually being accumulated on them. Here's the thing. Is if they took the COVID-19 contact tracing information, they could have uncovered all the cheating that occurred during the 2020 election. How do we know this? Greg Phillips did exactly this. He went out there, bought that same information, the geotagging, the, the geotargeting data online bought billions of data points, went out there, re-referenced it, and found that information. And so yeah. it, it becomes kind of this kind of thing that you realize they're, they're not utilizing it to your benefit as an American citizen, but instead are utilizing this most likely for ill will. Because yeah. we found in Atlanta, Georgia, the same type of information was utilized to pinpoint a murderer. And it was Greg Phillips' team that actually did that, not wow. the police. And all they said is like, oh, we can ping all the cell phones in that whole area, and boom, here's your shooter. Here's wow. his cell phone MEID. And once they have the MEID, they get a warrant for Verizon or for AT&T. They send that MEID, boom, you're identified. Not only that is your MEID has what's known as an advertiser's um, um, identification. So if you have like an Android phone, you have what's known as an, uh, an advertiser's identification. You can opt out of it, but they still create you one any, uh, every time. But every time that you do like a cash reset on your phone, that advertiser ID um, switches. But what Google does is they upload every one that you have into a bucket profile. And so every single one just gets labeled. And that is directly connected to your Gmail address. So they know all your information, all your Gmail addresses if you have multiple ones. But on your iPhone, <coughs> you have your Apple ID. And all of that is tracked exactly the same thing. You have an advertiser ID that's connected to your Apple ID. They say it's completely anonymous. What they mean is when they sell your data, they're not selling the back-end metadata that has your personal information in there. They're just selling your front-end data that gives your demographics. Man. Tricky people, man. Oh, am I going to get rid of my phone now? Hmm. Your phone's listening to you. Man, it's so convenient. And In the helps. sounds of silence. Hopefully, I hear that this week. I'm going to the Disturb concert Saturday. Yes, that'll be that'll be a blast. Have me a and Barber lines matter. Have a Bud Light for me while you're out there. Ah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, I'll be drinking all my whiskey before I go in. <laughs> there you but, go. Uh, me and me and Nate <laughs> gonna head over to the concert this weekend. Gonna be fun. Um, but let's let's get into the nitty gritty here. There's a lot of news to cover. We're not going to cover the yeah. majority of it. I, I did want to touch on Ukraine because there was some information that came out about Ukraine today. Now we know that last week it was about March. Oh, sorry, March fifth to March eighth, Ukraine went ahead and preempted a terrorist attack on Russia just over the border. Where they went into a local village, they uh, they started shooting people, let off some little drone bombs and stuff like that, injuring a ten year old kid and killing a few people. 
Putin came back and said that's an act of terror. There's going to be revenge and retaliation. Uh, this is when the Vinmar missiles went over, the supersonic missiles went over eight of them uh, a few days later, one of them taking out the bunker, the NATO bunker, oh. with 300 high-ranking Ukrainian and NATO officials in it, apparently some even U.S. service members. Uh, and this was like the nail in the coffin. So back, Bakhmut is basically done. The spring offensive, Joe Biden came out just the other day, and, well, Joe Biden, through various different collaborations, was saying either a Ukraine comes out and does their spring offensive, which we're going to support them on, or they need to pull out and surrender. And today Zelensky was on the phone with Xi Jinping and Mark Kron. Uh, it was interesting because Xi Jinping basically gave uh, Zelensky a big old fuck you because instead of a Ukrainian uh, Slavic in, uh, inter uh, interpreter, he used a Russian interpreter. So he was speaking, oh. so the interpreter was speaking to Zelensky in the enemy's language. Yeah. And so that was, a, trust me, they, they did that on purpose. But uh, <laughs> when we look at this is we believe that the White House is pushing for Ukraine to basically come to a negotiation and a deal because this war is lost. There's there's no way. And Putin basically came out and came and said, we haven't even started yet. And uh, that Putin said that his administration in the next uh, few weeks is going to begin divvying up that area as a new part of Russia and getting governments formulated and reorganized. And all the people who want to leave are welcome to leave. And all the people who want to stay are welcome to stay. And he's given them free, free choice. Now, what's interesting is there's a lot of videos coming out of Wagner, Wagner which is the, uh, the, the special military contractor out of Russia, the, uh, the, the PCU. The, yeah. But uh, they're actually going into the abandoned Bakhmut areas in the Donbass, and they're finding all of the Ukrainian soldiers who were killed, who were just left there, and they're taking their bodies and they're putting them in coffins and they're sending them back to Ukraine. Wow. Which is a very humane gesture. Um, and you saw the other day the Wagner uh, um, commander who uh, they were getting uh, ready for a bombing run on, on on Ukraine, but they waited for American journalists to clear the area. Gosh, I, I, I mean, didn't hear that story. You know, such rebels. Those those Russians. They just want to kill people, right? Man, the power of propaganda. Yeah. So Ukraine, we could see potentially see this ending soon, but now. You go back to the executive order that I talked about with Joe Biden. I said that Joe Biden signed this executive order, getting the ready reserve um, um, reignited and going to the border. He just issued the order for 1500 from the ready reserve to go to the border to deal with what's going to happen when Title 42 ends on May 11th. Now, um, there's hundreds of thousands of people lined up at the border ready to cross. You think 1,500 soldiers are going to do anything? No. He's sending them there to help them cross safely. Yeah, and then we just covered the story, too, of the uh, immigration centers in other countries being opened up in the South, South America. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Darien Gap. With this. The UN, UN creating the Darien Gap uh, refugee camps, which are housing massive amounts of Venezuelans, Chinese and North Africans. So my thought and theory is that you have Sudan as an intermediary and then everything shifts to the border and Ukraine gets forgotten, forgotten about. Cause you remember that? Uh, so you remember the last time I told you that a story was going to disappear from the mainstream media? 
<laughs> Go on. Do you remember what story it was? No. Oh, uh, wait. Remember the Pentagon leaker? And yeah, I said, yeah, oh, yeah. the Pentagon leaker, this is going to disappear from the news narrative within three days. Anybody? Bueller? 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 Poof. Poof. Just like that. Disappears. Welcome to the world of psyops. It's really easy to identify these things as, as you've been going. But with Ukraine, they've lost. It, they're not losing. They lost. Okay. It, it's been absolute decimation. And Russia showing off their, their bunker busting uh, supersonic missiles. Basically, Russia just said, we can take you out in Kiev any point, any time that we want to, and you can't stop us. Russia has been sending basically um, missiles into Ukraine with no warheads on them to basically expend the ammunition for their missile defense systems. So yep. the U.S. sends these missile defense systems over there, and Russia is just sending basically bunk missiles in with no warheads on them to exhaust all the munitions. And not yeah. only exhaust the munitions, but find out the exact location. Once yeah. they have the location, yeah. now they can pinpoint them with either ground-based artillery, uh, drones, or with supersonic missiles. And, and they have no like, choice because if they yeah. send a real missile, it could be the same missile. It'll look exact. It'll look identical, but it'll have a nuclear warhead on it. Uh, these ones don't, and they still explode and have fuel when they hit their targets. But it's a really interesting strategy. So uh, we have wow. Ukraine is lost, even though Joe Biden's going to send three hundred million more dollars over there. Um, that's going to be the payoff to Zelensky. Just take the, uh, just take the surrender, take the big L, Zelensky. We'll regroup. And, and you know, listen, I, I understand. You know, China is part of the globalist order that's rising up. My thoughts on China and the globalist and the World Economic Forum. I think that. Even though China has branched off from the World Economic Forum, the Western globalist, I do think that China has the same intentionality in mind. That when the New World Order basically aligns towards BRICS plus nations, China is going to stab them all in the back. That's my thought, my theory. Um, I, I think that we're, we're highly accurate on this. And uh, didn't we... Uh, then we have, yeah, right here, we have uh, five Arab states plus Iran among 19 nations ready to join the BRICS. Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Algeria, Egypt, Bahrain, uh, Iran, formally asked to join BRICS groups of nations as it prepares to hold its annual summit in South Africa, um, which is also interesting because Mexico is another one that is looking into this as well as many other South American and Central American nations. But the fact that we have Egypt... In Saudi Arabia, yeah. um, Egypt's a NATO member. Turkey most likely has been a, a member of this as well. And Saudi Arabia is an ally. So this is not good for the United States or the Western nations. But what I see actually happening here is that we're seeing the rise of the BRICS nations, which is going to establish the new world order precedent. This is the social, the political, and the economic um, st stabilization of the new world that is coming in, in the sense of superpowers. And they're going to see a war that's going to come out of that. Now, the winner of that war is going to basically establish the power dominance over this changing tides of where the world is heading. Now, China is the one selected to go about that. Now, people like Klaus Schwab and the Western global elites, they really don't give a shit who's in control of China. They just want China to use their power and their might to do what they're supposed to do. And China is going to do exactly that. I was talking to Ava Shen the other day on uh, uh, Unrestricted Truths. And yeah. 
She goes, the United States is bought and sold for. You guys are completely infiltrated. Everything from your local political systems all the way up to the White House. Um, Chinese agents are all throughout the United States. They're listening to your conversations. They got all your phones tapped. They know everything about you guys. And don't think for one moment that this is going to be a kinetic war because it's not. It's going to be a silent war that's been waging on for a decade, but Americans are just now waking up to it. And so China is a really big threat. And here's the thing is I don't think Russia gives a shit. I think Russia just wants the Western oligarchs to be gone. And once that happens, then Russia will deal with China. And it's going to be very similar to World War II where Russia and the United States fought on the same side. And right afterwards, there goes to a Cold War after the threat is eliminated. And if history repeats itself, that's exactly what we're going to see. So I I think that it's a very complex situation when you look at the various different factions of the multi-headed Hydra operating as the, uh, the ushering in of the new world order. I think the United States is always going to get the ass end, the bad end of this sh- shit. But I think that when Donald Trump does come back in in 2024, gets reestablished as president, I think that that's when things are going to change. I think that Donald Trump made negotiations with these countries and basically going to say, if you fuck with us, we're going to nuke you. Leave us alone. Let us rebuild. Let us take care of ourselves. You guys do what you want. And he's going to close off the borders and he's going to renegotiate deals export deals, import deals, all these types of things. And you're going to have four years of rebuilding a prosperity of us joining that new world order, but instead as a sovereign nation and not as a world government. That's my thoughts. Our new world order, not their new world order. Well, I think it's a new world order. I don't think it's ours or theirs. I think it's a new world order. And it's Mm. a different perspective on how the economy runs. Because look, I've said this before, and people hate me for saying this. Nothing can stop what's coming. You are getting digital currencies. You are not going to stop that. Okay? You are not stopping that. The question is, is will decentralized parallel systems be still existent with those centralized digital systems? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm going for yes as well. Black market. Right? Will will other markets market. still be available? Cash markets will uh, gold and silver barter and trade markets still be available? The I, question is: Is under Donald Trump, you will see that. Under anybody else, you won't. Uh, I'm, I'll be sneaking around. Sneaking Sally through <laughs> the alley. Yeah, if I need to do sneaking. a can with a string to make a barter deal, I, I'll be doing it. But yep. So. That's what we have going on in the international perspective. I know it's kind of like massively expansive. It takes me three hours just to communicate it all. Um, But then on the economic level, we talked a little bit about the banks. We talked about what's happening right now. Yesterday, Jamie Dimon came out and said, the banking industry is looking great. We're so happy about this First Republic deal. Today, the the top heads of his trading desk at JP Morgan Chase came out and said, "Uh, expect more banks to collapse. This isn't good. Uh, we're going into a massive recession, but it's like a quasi recession where they're just not going to say that it's a recession, but it actually is a recession and people are going to lose a lot of wealth. Yeah. And they'll so, admit it after the fact. Yeah. And then you have the debt ceiling issue. And so with that being said, guys, if you guys yeah. want to get out there and you want to get in the gold and silver, which is definitely the hedge against inflation, the inflation is not stopping. You had Jerome Powell um, on a secret meeting with who he thought was Zelensky, which actually wasn't. It was a bunch of, uh, pranksters out of Russia pretending to be Zelensky. 
And uh, he came out and said there's going to be at least two to three more rate hikes up until December. And so this gets you the Dr. Kirk Elliott. We know gold and silver is going to skyrocket over this period of time. It's already starting right now. This is getgoldtoday.com. It's easy website to remember, getgoldtoday.com, or scan that QR code. Or you can just jot down this phone number, 720-605-3900. Give his team a call. Leave a voicemail. You, I believe you can text it. Um, and just text over your contact information. If they don't call you within 48 hours, if they don't contact you back within 48 hours, if you follow out that form on their website, get a hold of me. Go on to socialredpill.com, email me. You can just search my name, email me, and I will get you a hold of someone over there. I'll help you get taken care of. So check that out, uh, getgoldtoday.com if you guys want to get into gold and silver. And they deal with IRAs, 401ks, traditional and Roth IRAs. If you have old 401ks or if you have a current 401k, if you just have some cash laying around in a savings account and you know it's earning 0.1% interest, it's worthless right now. You're probably going to do way better on gold and silver. Silver is up like, I think, 27% for this year. So trust me, great investment right there. All right. Um, debt ceiling, obviously, decisions still being made. The Democrats are blaming the Republicans. Republicans are blaming the Democrats. <sighs> Not going to speak too much yeah, on dude. that. I don't really, uh, I, I think that once they run out of money, they run out of money. That's it. Like, okay, see you guys next year. <laughs> like, that's what should happen. Like, you have an emergency fund saying, okay, these are the amount of salaries that we have to take care of until the end of the year. You put that in a reserve account, okay? And you do that at the beginning of the, the, the budget cycle. So October 1st, when the fiscal year starts, you take all the salaries for the next year, and you put them off with about a 6% margin into a reserve account. You don't touch that money. And then everything else in your budget, if you go over, right, that's it. Done. We're done. We're not. We're, okay, guys, you got the rest of the year off. Have a great time. <laughs> Government shuts down. Everybody yeah. still gets paid. Everybody goes to work. Everything's we, fine. We'd probably be better off, I'll be honest. <laughs> we probably would be way better off. I guarantee you. My gosh. All right, let me see here. We find that roughly two-thirds of current jobs are exposed to some degree of AI automation and that generative AI could substitute up to one-fourth of current work. That's 300 million jobs that could be replaced by AI in over the next 20 years. That's a lot that's of jobs. That's a massive amount of jobs. Yeah. Oof. All right, this is interesting. I want you to watch this video. Okay? Yes. I want you to see if you can figure out who the author is, who who, who produced this video, okay? No sound. No audio. I'm going to I'm well, I don't want the audio to play because it's uh we'll get banned oh, on Facebook. Okay. You don't need the, it's playing a music song, so I can't oh, play the audio. But oh. who do you think created this video? Oh, man, Put Pixar? This is 100% AI-generated video. This is an AI-generated video, people. <laughs> you should be concerned. Because AI is now creating lifelike videos and images. Imagine like a fully AI produced video or like mm -hmm. movie rather production, like They're Avatar. Coming. Yeah. 
They absolutely are coming. Uh, Hollywood writers, on for that instance, have gone on strike, and so now a whole bunch of late night shows will not be going out and doing show. Isn't that interesting? Like the writers all go on strike, and it just shuts down Hollywood. Yeah. Like, oh no, we we're, we're completely blank on what to do tonight. We yeah, have we, no content within our brains unless yeah. somebody writes for us. I don't even know what <laughs> words to use next. Like, no, dude, they have to be told what to say. <laughs> Like right, like, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Tuesday night. Welcome to the late late show. My name is uh, Josh, and uh, tonight, uh, 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 right? It's like, yeah, dude. What the fuck is going on here? It's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. Hollywood's a joke. It is a joke. All right, so Trump is in Scotland, Scotland, Scotland. You can't say Scotland. You have to say Scotland. Scotland. Do you know what Scotland was named after? No. You don't know what Scotland was named after? Uh, a guy named Scott. Well, Scotland was named after a goddess by the name of Scotia, which translates oh. to the land of the gods, the land of the Gauls. And uh, Scotia. Oh, it should be interesting because this is interesting because Scotia, a medieval Irish and Scottish legend, Scota or Scotia is the daughter of the Egyptian pharaoh, an ancestor of the Gaels. She is said to be the origin of her Latin name, Scoti, but historians say she was uh, basically she was the, the the creator of the Gaels. Now, um. She she was known for the collapse of the Tower of Babel. Oh, is that Ishtar? It is Ishtar, uh, also known as Ishtar. But her grave at Skota's grave is a rock feature in Glenine Scothin in Scotland. Mm -hmm. um, and well, sorry, Kerry County, Ireland, according to the National Monument Service. Following the site inspection in 1990, it was concluded that the evidence was that it is an Egyptian grave with hieroglyphics, and she was Egyptian. This is in Ireland. This is thousands of years old. Whoa. So now you got to go back to David Whitehead, and you got to go back to, uh, uh, to Michael Desarian, because that's where all this flows from, is that the Phoenicians, the, the Hysakos priests, left ancient Egypt. They migrated up north to northeastern or northwestern um, Europe, and that's where they settled as the Druids. And so Skota wow. becomes that, that woman. She, there, someone's here saying that she died in Egypt. So weird. What the hell? And she might have died in Egypt and they brought her body back, but yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> what the hell? And it's interesting because. Um, Skota in the Stone of the Scone. So, uh, Baldred Bisset, it's credited with first being uh, the first connect the Stone of the Scone with Skota Foundation Legends in his 1301 work uh, processes, putting forward the argument that Scotland, not Ireland, was the original Skota home, uh, homeland lay. Um, so, basically, the stone, stone of, uh, the stone of Scone is the Stone of Destiny, which was just brought in for the coronation of oh, King yeah. Charles. Last year, I think, right? No, it's just brought in like this week for the coronation mm. of King Charles. Wait, 
wasn't it just brought out or okay okay we talked about it last year because we were talking about how it was going to come out because of the depth oh i thought they i thought that's come and gone very interesting yeah well they they derive from a line of hisakos pharaohs out of egypt which were the black nobility and this is where you start getting to the black of cult and if you want to join me on that conversation later, I'll be on American Media Periscope. Uh, you can find that on the Rumble channel. Just type in AMP, A-M-P, News on Rumble. You'll find me there. That's in 30 minutes from now. I just realized what time it is. Excuse me. Uh, shorter show today. And by the way, with things that are going to go on next month, I'm starting a new show on American Media Periscope. It's going to be live on Rumble. Um, it's at 9.30. I believe it's going to be 9.30 p.m. at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On live on Rumble, which means that this show will be moving times. So this show will be probably moving back to, I would say, 6.30 p.m. Central. So 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And so that gives us an hour and a half for this show, 30-minute break, go into that show. Just want to put that out there for everybody. You guys can understand. What day? Every day? Tuesday? Monday through Thursday. I'll be doing that show Monday through Friday. Okay. Okay. I'm actually going to try to do it only Monday through Thursday, but we'll see. Uh, but okay. I'll, I'll let everybody know as updates as I get them. But uh, cool. guys, listen, that's that's all we have for you tonight. I know there's a lot more news to really talk about, but I don't go into too much detail. We look at the whole scope scenario here. Please visit, visit us at redpills.tv. Also, head on over and check out the social redpill.com if you can support us. Thank you so much on that. Uh, with a subscription, I wanted to give a shout out to Grandma Fiverr Volt for donating two lemons. Uh, Deselect one diamond gr- X grit X for three ice cream. Thank you guys for all the donations there on D live Shannon, 1313 enlightened science and R four cents. Thank you so much for all the donations at two lemons, one ice cream and a cookie. Yay. One lemon. Thank you so much. Yay. Just Jim donated 120 gold pills on pill.net. Thank you so much. Just Jim Slumdog gifted a can amp news. That's right. A M P N E W S. Thank you so much. Slumdog barber line matters is celebrated at 12 months of subscription streak. Thank you so much, Nate, as well as gifted five one-month subscriptions to users in the channel. Thank you so much, Nate. Much appreciated. Princess Little 8 donated one ice cream and Grismo 7 donated four lemon. Thank you guys for all the donations tonight. Much love, respect. God bless all of you guys. Hope you guys all have a great night. We'll see some of you guys over there on Rumble at the AMP page for AMP After Hours, where we're going to be talking about the Dark Occult. Everybody else, we'll see you again tomorrow night for our full-length version of the Red Pill Project Daily Dose. Have a good night. Take care. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.